Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three and boom. Okay. Here we are. Back again. Back again. <laughs> Sun, yeah, Sunday morning. So this is the second podcast in a row that's kind of on an unusual day. Last yeah. one was leap year. It was the 29th. It was. And this weekend is the is daylight, daylight savings, savings time. time so. so are we in daylight savings time now or did it end? I don't know. I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? You know I what I'm do. asking? Yeah. I forget how it goes. I have no idea. No clue. It's a weird so. thing. It is a weird thing. It's stupid. It, it makes no sense. It should just be... We should do away with it. And the history of it is a little muddled. Like, if you look it up... Yeah. You find different people telling you different reasons why it's a thing. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it was multifaceted. <clears throat> but yeah, there's definitely more than one story. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, at the heart of it, though, a lot of the stories are centered around it being better for agriculture. Business, yeah, so to speak, yep, yeah, agriculture. You got longer days during the summer yeah. when you want to be out uh, harvesting shit, yeah. and then you got shorter days in the winter when it's getting dark and you can't go out anyways, and so, like, logically, it makes sense, like, during the summer, adjusting the time, so... It's a little bit longer, so you're able to take advantage of the, you know, because, I mean, if we didn't make the adjustment, I mean, it would be, you know, so what, this is 9 o'clock, so, I mean, it would get, it would be like fucking 8 o'clock, what would it be? Oh, my my time math. (laughs) Because, you know, at night, it gets where, like, it'll be daylight still at 9 o'clock at night. Yep. For a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, if we didn't make that adjustment, then that would be at eight o'clock right. and not nine o'clock. And so it's, uh, I don't know why we wouldn't be able to use that time the same. I think we'd be okay. I think we, I know we'd be okay, I think I'm pretty but I'm just sure saying like, to okay. someone it made sense. Like someone 
at some point, and he convinced enough other convinced people. enough other people that just rock solid logic as to like why this made sense. I can see it being some character like you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> back, back for sure. Like, back, whenever this started, back in like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Some James Wilson esque character, probably one of your fucking ancestors. Dude, I, I can I, see I wouldn't this. doubt it, man. I can see it. Like, yeah, hmm. I can see. Like, that. yeah, I can see it. Like, you had some reason you're great. I just great, see great. it, man. I see what Jebediah no Wilson. Sees. Jebediah Wilson thought it was a good idea. We would unleash the productivity of our country if we could just adjust the time to reflect the productivity needs of the season. That's right. Bam! And I'm you, already selling it. <laughs> exactly, and you convinced the other people in your village, or your your great 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 grandfather did. Yep. And here we are. Here we are, all this time later. Yep. So, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, it's probably something really silly. There's a lot of silly shit. You know, the whole uh, not having mail delivered on Sunday had its origins in fundamental Christian, like Sunday is the day of rest and it is bad that the government is delivering mail on Sundays. I assumed that was the reason. Like, I, yeah. no, I don't know the reason for a fact, but if you would, if I had to come up with one, you put me on the spot. But, but originally, there was Sunday mail delivery. Like back in the was there? Oh yeah, back in the early yeah, I, I could see that early 1900s, late 1800s, and then there was a movement to have it. Was like 1912 when it finally like Sunday uh, mail delivery was done away with. But yeah, it was seven days a week, and then a movement started because it was wrong. To on the God's day of rest to be delivering mail, and so like the government was influenced by it. Like there were, you know, I guess back they didn't have those names, but like today we call them lobby lobby right. groups, right? right? It was all about the votes. Yeah, got to keep the voters happy. Yep. Yeah. And religious folks were a big then, part of the society. Yeah, and, and they so vote people in, yep. and so that was the thing that people were debating in the and halls the, of Congress. And they're back to delivering on Sundays now. They are. It's you. It's just Amazon packages. Mm-hmm. Cause I, de- I deliver to, to the post office on a regular basis. I have pallets full of mail that I drop off at our local post office branches here. Yeah. And so I, I know the some of the guys that work there. And it, it started not too long ago. Probably within the past year or so. I remember asking him. I had saw I saw something about it. And then all the you know pallets and pallets of shit I just unload there. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's basically just due to all we deliver on Sundays is the Amazon packages. Yeah, we don't deliver yeah. you know, any junk mail or most right. other shit. It's that's usually it. Yeah, just yeah. something gets thrown on my porch. Something yep. gets delivered on Sunday. Yep. But yeah, so. they were, so the post office people were back to working on Sundays because God's expectations have changed. God ended it, and then Jeff Bezos brought it back. That's right. That's right. The so. new God. The new <laughs> God of our era. That's right. <laughs> Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Fucking money. Yep. Always. Because that's what. It, yeah, people's expectations have changed, and if you don't stay with it so god i wonder what that like was yeah was that like voluntary or was that like amazon like leaning on the government i mean because the u.s postal service is basically the government right <laughs> you know so i mean are you leaning I on the government that, like saying hey man I, I know i mean there could have been that i mean because you know amazon's got so much money or they just said, fuck it, we're going to flood them and force them to do it. Like, they're going to have so much work on the, Monday. That, that's where I was going with it. It's, yeah. it's, it's more of a survival thing for the post office, uh, just because all the carriers are just so overwhelmed. On Mondays, yeah. Yeah, they're just like, all right, man, we got to yeah. hire some part-time people that come in and work Friday, <laughs> Saturdays, and Sundays, and that's all they do. And then we have other carriers that work Monday yeah. through Thursday or whatever. That's funny. So, yeah, just there's just so much... Dude, we do so much shopping online. Like, dude, mm-hmm. for example, I ordered... I just had, I ordered a couple things. I kind of ran out. Just some basic household items, like on Friday. I kind of ran out. I remember I was about to run out. And so while I was in the middle of doing something else, I just picked up my phone and just went to Amazon. Like, one click, boom, one click, boom. And it's showing up today. Yeah. I don't have to go to the grocery store. No, nothing. No. It's free to show up. It's the same price, if not cheaper than it is at the grocery store. I don't have to make a trip. And it'll be at my house on Sunday. Yeah. Less than 48 hours from when I hit click. It's fucking crazy. It is insane. It's, an it's pretty sweet. It's, it is it's, sweet, man. It's convenient as hell. So convenient. Convenient as hell. Yeah. But, man, that's funny. That just even gets us even more disconnected, though, from the food supply. Like, if you don't even have to go out and shop for it. Like, I was, what was it? I forget. I was reading somewhere or something. Like, somebody was saying that, uh, this is my buddy Mark, my, my accountability buddy. He was, uh, you know, he's a registered dietitian and and like habit building is one of his 
his things and he was saying that uh, that's why it's important that people have something. They make something. Like whether it's kombucha or bread or you pickle something. But like you're, we're so far removed from our food supply. You know, now you say like now you don't even have to go to the grocery store. It just shows up at our house. And it's not necessarily good, like, you know, maintaining, as a human being, maintaining some sort of contact and, and remembering, like, you know, this, it doesn't just magically appear on my porch. It does, though. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say that, for no, sure. No, but there's a lot of things that transpire. Yeah, but, but, there, point, but it's made, right? you know what right. I mean? Like, it's actually, it's an actual product that's made and and processed and, and you know, and all the other things. Right. And so... Like just, it's so easy for us to forget about that. And then you don't think about like, oh yeah, well then there's different levels of quality to this as well. And it's just, it's easy to let it all, it just, dude, it amazes me. Again, like I talk about, uh, you know, just my contact with other families through Shiloh and her friends and, but how common just eating out is. Like just grabbing something on the way home. Like, oh yeah, we're doing dinner tonight. What do you guys want? Applebee's? You know, Outback Steakhouse, what are, we, what are we grabbing on the way home? And that's like, that's... Is that pretty common? Fucking super common. Is it? It's super common. Yeah. We are removed from the quote-unquote norm. Yeah, you don't even have to cook it anymore. You just go, and now, now you got Grubhub. They'll just deliver it. Whatever restaurant you want. Yeah. They'll deliver McDonald's. Yeah. Yep. You have hit, I gotta say, man. The rockiest of bottoms. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, like, I don't really know if I could be friends with you, man. If, if you're the type of person... That's sitting at home and you are getting McDonald's delivered to your house. Like, I'm going to judge you harshly for that. Yeah. I am. I mean, you need some context, but, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I'm going to judge someone harshly for that. Like, you shouldn't be eating that shit anyway. You shouldn't be eating it anyways. And then you can't even get yourself out of your house to go get it. And you're getting it delivered. You don't even have to put your pants on, man. You don't yeah. even have to put up your I give up on life pants. Like the people that just wear their jammy pants or sweatpants oh, everywhere. That's just like, they've, they've given up. My give up on life pants. And uh, yeah, they don't even have to, they just have to answer the door in those now. They don't even have to grace everybody with their presence. And um, which. You don't even have to answer the door. You can just type a note into your Grubhub driver, please leave on step. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm sure you pay all on yeah. that. That's right. I've never used it. Dude, now they've got it where Amazon will open your fucking garage and put your packages as Amazon or UPS or somebody. One of the delivery services will, you can can give them access to your garage. Yeah, to prevent package theft. Yeah, keep them from sitting on the front porch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you don't even have to answer the fucking door. You leave them in the garage. So. Yeah, I I probably shouldn't (laughs) say this. I shouldn't record myself saying this because I'm, I'm breaking my company's rules but I do that a lot at work yeah I mean I'm not supposed to yeah but there's a lot of customers that be like yeah I'm not gonna be there but here's the garage code just you know wheel it in here this or that so you guys don't do it officially yeah but, we're not supposed yeah. to you know yeah 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 but you know but, you get like yeah yeah alright and they got the ears alright well, good job man Pokemon update huh strategy with it okay so this card is a Zweelus uh that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. It does 30 damage with, uh, and double, and 60 plus damage. The attacks are headbutt and double hit. Under double hit, it says flip two coins. This attack does 60 damage for each head, for each heads. It also says the two heads don't get along. Yeah, it says... The two heads do not get along. Whichever head eats more than the other gets to be the leader. <laughs> That's a good way to sort it out. That is a good way. It's probably, yep. I can see if I had two heads, they'd probably argue with each other. Yeah. I have one head and I argue with myself. Exactly. I'm just, that's just a physical manifestation of my reality. <laughs> actually, exactly. uh, actually, if you're arguing, arguing with yourself, it is still arguing with it could, uh, if you were arguing with your second head, you would still be arguing with yourself. You would. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we had some big news in jujitsu this week, huh? What did we start doing at the end of class? We started doing dodgeball. 
sweet. Yes. Dodgeball is a fun game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we went and bought the official dodgeball dodgeballs. So and it's also, right on the ball. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Are they like a, like a foam? Yeah, they had some at Grand Valley there. Oh, yep, but, yep. Yeah, so they're, they're good. They're, they're hard Perfect. enough to where you can throw them hard. But they have enough weight to where they sit, they go where they'll you go right. But man, part. if you take one square in the face, like it's not gonna, not gonna hurt. And, and uh, they don't break through windows. No, that's yeah, a good that's thing. an important thing too because we have some windows in there. So that, that is was... an important thing. Yeah, if they did, if that place didn't have windows, then it would just be all dark. Yep. Yes, it's definitely better with windows, but we had to make sure yeah. we had some balls that would that did not break glass. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's lots of fun, man. The kids do a good job with it, and it's uh, I actually started doing it five minutes of dodgeball for the adults for warm up. Nice. <laughs> it's amazingly intense. It's fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that our room is small enough to where the games are quick. quick. I, you, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You got you might dodge one or two, but you better be dead hit. accurate, or you're getting hit. Yeah. yeah. So you get like three or four games in, and it's like, all right, we're warmed, I'm warmed up. up. Let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Anything else? Uh, yes. I'll tell you what the weakness of it is in the resistance. All right, man. Good. Okay, so the weakness is uh fighting types. Okay. It. I mean, uh, yeah. The weakness is fighting types. It does. Two. Then we don't. We don't need all those details. Okay, brother. and the resistance is psychic. Okay. Types. Sweet. And is it, what is its rarity? Is it super rare? It's rare? an uncommon, which an means uncommon. you don't see it a lot. Mm, okay. All right, man. Thanks, Wait, dude. Anything else about anything other than the Pokemon card? I think we've updated that card pretty well. I think we could. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I, oh, yeah. And I got a stripe on, another stripe on That's the green right. white belt. Did you this week? Congratulations. Awesome, dude. How many stripes you got now? Uh, Two. Guess what? I got a stripe on my belt yesterday. That's right. Congratulations, Coach Rob. It's pretty sweet, Rob, huh? huh? Wait, how many stripes? How many more stripes do you need to be a quarrel belt? A, a million. <laughs> a million. A million. It's, it's, I, no. I'll probably never get there, buddy. Yeah. Well, no one knows. If well, I ever know if I'll live long enough to see that. Yeah. A quarrel belt doesn't exist for all intents and purposes. Like, black belt. It's like, man, if you make it past black belt, like, that's just icing on the cake. So. It's, uh, once you get to black belt, it's pretty much, I mean, I don't know how you look at it. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's a level after that? No. Like, they tell me there is, cool, but I'm not, like, thinking about it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I, anyone's yeah. going in, like, dude, I'm getting my coral, coral belt, bro. Belt. I, no. Yeah. No one's ever thinking that. No. No. So, anyway. So that's it. Yep. Black belt, and I got a stripe, buddy. It takes three years to get a stripe. A black belt. Yeah, three years. I mean, so now I'm not going to get another stripe for another three years. Takes about a month as a kid. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, at our gym, uh, if I make it, uh, the kids have to make it for in one month of class uh, without them being sick to get a stripe. Well, every month, I mean, a month is roughly eight classes. So that's not. I mean, if you miss, it's eight classes. You gotta make eight classes. Yeah. If you make, if you don't miss a class during the month, then then it's a month. It, yeah. Then that's a month's worth. Right. But, you know, we got some kids that take, you don't do that to your card, that take a little longer because they got some other things going on or, you know, one of the kids has basketball, so he's only able to make it in once a week. But, you know, yeah, he shows up, man. Rule number one or thing thing number one for the, for our uh, free to BJJ code. Show up. show up. Yep. That's a tough one sometimes. It is. Mm-hmm. But once you're there, you're good. I was only sick there twice. Yeah, what well, you missed class on Monday because you, you were just a little sick. Your eye was not yeah, looking so I hot. I thought I think I had allergies. Something. So, right on, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the update. Bye. Yep. All right, dude. We'll see you later. See you in a bit. See you. <laughs> All right. All right. Pokemon update. I don't think we're talking about anything important. No, we're talking about Amazon. Oh yeah, taking over the world, delivering packages on Sundays and, and blah blah blah. Just weird shit. So as usual. So yes, I texted you yesterday. I, you know, my HRV yesterday was ninety six. That's yeah. the highest I've ever seen it. So I remember I watched, you know, Joel Jameson's 
you know video video on presentation a presentation on, yeah. on HRV. Yeah. But I can't remember. He touched on like what if your HRV, because I mean that's high. Like generally, like leading up for the past two weeks, I've been usually mid to high seventies, eighties. You know, it's like on the high end, I've seen like mid eighties. On the low end, sixties, uh, mid sixties, mid to high sixties. Generally, it's higher seventies. If you if I really yeah. looked at it, but man, yesterday, I mean, my recovery wasn't high. My recovery was forty six percent or something. Yeah. But yeah, my HRV ninety six. Yeah. That's, so I don't know what that means, but I was like, huh. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think one of the things he touched on in there was that HRVs, it's it can, in, it's more your recovery score. It, so going up or down isn't necessarily good or bad. It's the degree of change compared to your baseline. And so, like, if you're usually you know seventy five, right. right? Like that's your average. And then you wake up one day and you're sixty five, like that's. Uh, a signal a, a signal right and then but so is the other like if you wake up one day and you're 95 and so but it's more the trends over long term and so you know one you you'd, you'd like to see your HRV trend going up or at least staying steady because that's an indicator of cardiovascular health and some other things as well is, is just like recovery um, so it's yeah it's kind of more look at that trend and so you know if you had like a one-off spike, you know, but if you see a trend towards like, oh, my HRV scores are starting to trend higher, well, that's, that's an indication that you're... Improving your health. Yeah, you're actually getting like car- more cardiovascularly fit uh, from it or, um, yeah, so I would say like just treat it more as like, okay, that's interesting. But that's about it. That's about it. Put it in that box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, if you had a training day yesterday, which I mean, like if you're going to the weight room or whatever, because that's what... A lot of that stuff is for conditioning workouts and strength training. You know, if you had a hard workout plan, it, it, it wouldn't be necessarily the 96, it'd be the 46, right? Like that's why you get the recovery score and it's not always higher as good. It's like, you know, compared to your baseline, that 96 indicates that your body is still dealing with stress. Whatever I gave it. Yeah. And so, uh, and so you would want to meter back a little bit what you're doing with your you know, training that day, but, you know, as far as like the long term, it's just like, huh, that's interesting. See what the trends turn out to be. And just on like a day to day basis, you're just using it to kind of make sure you're in the sweet spot for your effort level compared to where your actual recovery for that day is. But that's it. It's interesting. It is interesting. And that the night before, I got a good night's sleep and like no alarm. I just went to bed. Yeah. I went to bed decently early. Didn't set an alarm. Just woke up whenever my body said wake up. Yeah. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. Could be. I mean, because the, the higher number indicates that your body is shifting more towards like the rest and relax, like recovery mm-hmm. side, the parasympathetic nervous system. And then the lower scores is associated with a shift towards more of the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight. And so that's why usually you'll see your HRV drop uh, along with your recovery score. Right. They so usually kind of stay somewhat together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you see a – yeah, so it's more it's more uh, common to see a drop after training because that's indicating you're still in that sympathetic nervous system side of things. You're still recovering from it. Um, and so, like I said, it's that – but that's why he does that – he mentions it's not whether it's going up or down because you could look at that and go, oh, so down is bad, up is good. You know, because up means I'm getting more cardiovascularly fit, right? If you see a trend for up over time, that's good. And on a day-to-day basis, you see that down usually results in a lower recovery score. Like that that's the dominant trend. And so that's why you can just think like, oh, higher is good and lower is bad, but it's more nuanced than that. It's, right. it's taken in those overall things. And so that, that's why he was trying to, you know, cause again, like we've talked about like HRV is getting to be more common. And so people are going to, pe- people have no fucking clue what it actually means. They're going to start telling you what it means. Right. And so you're going to hear these just basic nonsensical things like that like oh yeah you basically want your hrv to go up and avoid it going down and it's like eh, maybe kind of sort of yeah it's more so it's more nuanced than that but 
Um, have you ever had one of those random days where it just shot up real high? Yeah, I've never been 96, but I've been like like you know 92, 93. I had a day about a week ago where I was like 91. Mm-hmm. So, but I tend to be like my average is about 80, like 80 to 85 is where I'm usually. I'd say my if I if I look at it right now, I bet you my average is like 70. I'll just say 75. <laughs> yeah. In, in that ballpark. Yeah. Give or take. So yeah, I'm usually in that range like if i drop down like for me dropping down below 80 is like whoa something's fucking off really yeah i, I i'd say like 80 plus percent of my readings are 80 or more i do notice too like when i get a lack of sleep and just from like get home late and i wake up early you know five yeah. hours of sleep or whatever it'll drop like it'll drop below 70 yeah like, my body's just struggling like oh like, yeah you yeah, did not yeah. recover like whatever you did yesterday right is still with you like you did not recover at all yeah and you're just doing more damage again today good luck yeah i like, did think and I, i'm sure you probably saw the part we was talking about like the average per biological age yep, yep. and using hrv yep. as a way to kind of monitor like what your actual like i, I guess like not necessarily like your uh i don't know what's the word Cause you have your chronological age, but then you have like your biological age, I guess. And so like biologically, you know, if the average 40 year old is at 75 and the average 30 year old is at 80 right? and you're in your forties and your average is 80, like biologically you're, you're, doing, you're, you're doing younger. Decent. In theory, you should be doing pretty good. Right? Yeah. Well, it's just your, the decline, right? Cause there's a decline over time. And so just like Steve Maxwell talked about like muscle mass. Being one of those things, like you got to start raging against the night to fucking, you got to hang on to muscle mass because everyone hits a point where it starts decreasing and and you, it's very tough to get back, if not impossible, not impossible, but like very tough to get back. Um, and so you got to, uh, you know, strength training is one of those things, but like HRV is one of those things that will allow you to kind of monitor your cardiovascular side of things because that's one of those things, like it's going to decline. And if you don't, if you're not doing things to try to resist that, and then how do you know what it's doing, right? Like if you're doing some sort of cardiovascular workout, some sort of cardio training, and you don't know what your HRV scores are over time, like how do you know what it's really doing? Yeah, how are you yeah, quantifying what you're doing? You could be making yourself older. Like you could be smashing yourself into the ground where like your average HRV is 65, and then you look at it and you're like, holy shit, that's like an average fucking 50 or 60 year old. And I'm right. in my 30s. But I'm just like beating the shit out of myself all the time. And so I, I never get to recover. And so like having that context for your HRV is, I, I think it's like, it's a it's an invaluable data point. Like it's, if you're serious about your training on any level, you have to have it. It's, if you don't, you don't, how do you really know what's going on? You don't, you're you guessing. Don't, and even if you... Are a pretty physical person. You've been trained, you know, active most of your life. You think you know your body, but it's an objective it's, measurement. Yeah, subjective like stuff is great. You're gonna be off. And even Morpheus has that subjective right. thing, right? How, oh, how is your sleep? How is your sleep? sleep? How, how do you, do you feel? feel? Soreness, soreness level. Yep. So it, it takes that subjective stuff into account, right. but you have an objective thing. Like that's the thing. Like right. math and science, they don't care about your feelings. Exactly. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. And, and what? Yeah, and that's what I was getting getting at too. Is you think. Like, oh, I feel okay. And then you have something objective like that. And like, no, yeah. no, you're kind of fucked up. Right. Like, or I think this workout's doing a great job for me. But you right. can see like, oh, shit, oh, my trends not are really not improving. going where I want them to go. So, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. But again, you're going to, that's why you see it more and more. Like more uh, things offer it. But again, that's why I think the Morpheus system, like I don't make anything off of it, right? Like we don't have any... Affiliation. Any affiliation with them. Uh, I just, I, I you, you know, I, obviously the way that he presented that, the the presentation there, presented the presentation, you know, it's going to set up Morpheus as the ultimate solution. Because, okay. You know, because he's looking at, okay, it, it depends on where you're taking it and how you're taking it and what formula you're using. Like all of these things matter as to like how accurate that HRV measurement's really gonna be. And so when you break it down, like that's, the, he, he has more experience with HRV training. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say he probably has more direct experience with using HRV to train athletes at every level in multiple, multiple sports than anyone else in North America. I, I would make that bet. 
I, I don't, he, he, he invested in an Omega Wave, which cost 10,000 plus dollars. Like back in, there was like fucking less than a half dozen of them in the country. Really? And he had one. Yeah. Like that, that was the original HRV is like you had to, you know, I think he talked about that in the presentation, yeah, I think right? He, yeah, I think he mentioned it. And that's why he wanted to get something portable because he felt like, you know, this value, this data is so valuable when these athletes are here. But then they go off and they lose this data point. And then I don't really know what's going on. They don't really know what's going on. We need to figure out how can we continue to monitor this super valuable thing without them here. And so that was his, he was the guy like Bioforce. Um, I know there were some other ones back in the day, but you know, that was, he was one of the, the guys who really was working to get HRV more accessible. Because when it costs $10,000 to get the machine, there's not going to be a whole lot of people no, that have most, access to most it. Most people aren't going to have it. No. And so, but he, he did. So he's had not only all of that data and all that experience from the original Omega Wave days back when nobody was using this shit, but he's one of the pioneers in getting it more accessible for his athletes and then using it with his athletes to drive their training and programming like like I said, man, if there's anyone out there who has as much direct experience with this shit as him, like, cool. I, you're not going to find a whole bunch of them. And uh, so that's, you know, that's why I think the Morpheus system is the best because he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's making sure that you're doing all of those things optimally to get the best reading and then teaching you what to do with those things. And so, yeah, like I just, the, the other stuff is like, people ask me about, you know, oh, this uses HRV or that. And it's like, man, I, I don't know. Like I recommend Morpheus. I can't really speak to Garmin or Polar or like the fucking, the Aura Ring or, Ring or the Whoop Strap Whoop or, or maybe ones. like Apple, Apple Watch. Watch. Does the Apple, Apple Watch have HRV? I, I'm sure I'm it sure, probably I'm sure, does, I'm sure man. Does, yeah. yeah. So all of these things, like, I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know enough about them to tell you, but there's definitely good and bad ways to do it. They're not all the same. And you can get bunk readings from, like, just because it says HRV doesn't mean that it actually means, yeah, yeah, means anything. Yeah, yeah, you don't know the science or the algorithms behind it. You have mm -hmm. no idea what they're really. No, man. No. So. Calculating and spitting back out to you. Yeah. Not especially how Morpheus will give you. Uh, modified training ranges yep. based on your recovery for that day as well and calculate training load and all those things so it's uh yeah you know i think it's a super good investment it's not that much like 150 bucks or something like yeah, that that's all it was for the most yeah. recent one yeah in that ballpark so yeah and you don't have to have a subscription right that's it it's you not know, a lot of these ones will dupe you into it you know i think like the whoop strap yeah you know maybe a cheaper device yeah you get started out for 30 bucks a month it's less but, than the 150 bucks up front but you got to continue <laughs> to pay that 30 dollars a month or whatever it is yeah get into it for a year and yeah. you're like dude yeah do the math it's like fuck man after a couple of years i've dropped like a grand yeah, exactly. on this thing exactly i could have bought the most expensive hrv monitoring unit out there or what you know so um, yeah, anyways, HRV is good. So, but yeah, I don't know what the 96 means. It was just, it, was, it threw me for a loop. Interesting anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with training, man. It's trends. <clears throat> that, like, and that is the thing. Like I, I got to, when I'm working with clients, getting them to understand is that exact question, right? They'll have this one, dude, I went in the gym and I lifted more weight than I've ever lifted before. What happened? I don't know. There's, there's like this, what the heck effect that happens. Like it's trends over time right. or the opposite of like, I went in and I, I couldn't, I was so weak and I was, you know, they start panicking, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm losing my game. I'm losing everything. It's like, dude, calm down, calm down. Let's see what happens next workout and the workout after that. Like, you know, right. you're going to have these weird little one off lips. Yeah. Like as much as we like to pretend that training is algebra, it's fucking quantum physics. Right. Like we're still feeding shit into a black box and we're pretty sure it's going to come out on the other side of the black box, but we don't really know what's going on inside that black box, no. man. So, yeah, you, you just got to account, you know, say, hey, sometimes weird shit's going to happen inside the black box, but we try to control it as best we can. So. Yep. Heck yeah. I'll be interested to see what my recovery score is tomorrow. And I'm going to do two training sessions. Today. I know, dude. I did, well, I did one this morning, 8 a.m. I'm going to go back again tonight at 5, Good. wrestle again. It's not smart. I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I took the weekend off, so you got to do more. So 
We keep the average. Balance it out. You look healthy the rest of the day after you didn't train yesterday. So I was expecting yeah. to, I was going to wear one of those Asian people masks oh. coming over today. Yeah, I know. No, man. I, yeah, it was, Friday was just, uh, I think it was a combination of things. Just like stress from dealing with this freaking like pedal snafu with this freaking weirdo and in the UK guy, like this guy's just out of his mind, you know? And, uh, so just like that. And then just, man, it's, you know, it's a long week, like training, like coaching yep. and then going in and training Friday and Saturday and only getting like one day off the mats. Uh, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Like mentally. And then dude, my neck was tight. Like I had it, like the side of my neck gets real sore and I hadn't been, doing a good job of keeping it worked out and like using stuff to, you know, work out the tension. And so, yeah, it's just like, I got this fucking headache and yeah, Friday I was like, I'm getting sick and I just slept a little bit and then, uh, yeah, got myself to relax and loose my neck up, took a little Kratom. Did you? And all of a sudden, the fucking world was a little bit better. Yeah, that's, that's how so, I operate. Yeah. If you like shit, take some Kratom. So, Next thing you know, you got an addiction. Wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, but yeah, I woke up yesterday and I was feeling better, but I was just, man, I just need... Didn't want to push it. Yeah, I just need a little... Just, yeah, take a week off because I want to get, like, hungry to train. Like, that's the problem is, like, the last few weeks, man, I've kind of been, like, forcing myself to go in and train. I love it. You know, it's right. good, but it's like... I kind of wanted to take a weekend off so I could be like, fuck, I, I want to get to the next Friday and be like, dude, I can't wait to get in there. We'll do it and we get in, I mean, our schedules are bit, you know, definitely different, but come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're kind of similar. And like I usually have Friday, Saturday, Sundays off, so I try to pack a lot of shit in. Yeah. And it was, you know, two or three weekends ago, I was sick. And so I basically took the whole weekend off from my normal routine. And yeah, it felt nice. Yeah. It really did, man. Like, I don't... I didn't train that Friday night. I didn't do grumpy guy or drilling or anything on Saturday. Didn't train Sunday, and I just I just took it easy. And it is nice to step away from that for a little bit, yeah, know, for a weekend here and there. It is. You just yeah. you but you just need it mentally. You know, you need it physically. Like all right, yeah, I don't have to do shit these next three days. And nine times out of ten, you actually come back and you're like better, better yeah. than when you left off. Like there's this fear that like. Man, if I stop training, I'm, I'm gonna lose my gains. <laughs> and but yeah, it's that weird thing where you know you can push too hard and kind of dull the edge a little bit, and you know resting it just kind of lets it the mind sharpen back up a hair, yeah. you know physically and mentally just get that sharpness back. So yeah, I'm already looking forward to going in and training next weekend. But That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, just funny, interesting. Uh, thing on friday just getting all stressed out and sick or whatever stress is a motherfucker man it is yeah man it's funny they were uh they i say um aubrey de gray like the anti-aging guy Mm -hmm. was talking about joe rogan last week yeah i just i listened to his yeah i listened to that one yeah you know and something he said you know resonated with me his assumption and i don't think he didn't have any data to back this up but you know the Old people, it's you know a lot of centenarians. These old, a lot of these old ass people that make it a long time. Yeah, he made the assumption that a lot of them are just very stress free type of person. You know, they, they deal with it. They deal with Not it. They, well. don't have they, they don't have it, but they they let it roll off. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't fester. Yeah, they just like okay, you know. However, they ha- whatever coping mechanism they have is superior. Yeah. They whether they just don't give a fuck or they're, they're rational enough. Their perspective. Perspective. Is just- that, but he's like, that yeah. seems to be a very common theme. They, they don't get shaken up. Yeah. No, I, remember, like, I, just, I remember thinking uh, like, dude, I'm killing myself I'm right now. I'm dying. exactly ah. what I was thinking. I was like, dude, I stress about shit all the time. I, exactly what I thought when he said that. I was like, dude, I'm going to make it to like 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I've been doing, I, I will say like that was the thing is, like, I feel like I do a, I've, I've made big strides to that because I don't think it's where you're at. It's where you end up, right? Like, so probably a lot of those people that have a, a good perspective at the end may not have had the best in the beginning, right? It's not like just because you get stressed out today doesn't mean that you can't figure out how to deal with them better, things better uh, down the road. Right. And so I feel like I've done a really good job with that. And that was like one of the most frustrating things is like how I was letting the stress from this situation over here 
like affect everything else. There were things that normally, man, like I do such a good job of just like letting go and not getting worried about and not stressing out. But it was like, dude, once one thing is kind of festering, it's like you start seeing the negative and other negative shit. everywhere. Yeah. Everything turns into the, a fucking fight or flight response. And I, I realized that at one point I'm like, dude, I am just, I'm in this perpetual fight or flight you know, response because of this situation and I keep filtering everything else through this. And this isn't me. I don't want to be this You get that negative filter and everything gets shoved through it. Yeah. And you you don't see Uh, a positive or anything. So then now it's not just that situation, but everything's stressing you out. It's like, fuck. I do do the same thing. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I catch myself early in it and it's not a major ordeal, but there's times to where something's really stressing you out. And you get stuck in that vicious sun and then everything is just pissing you off. Just it'll go for like a whole day sometimes before yeah. I'm like, dude, what? Why am I so angry at this? Something little. Like, God, what is going on here? But yeah. it's not easy to do to take a step back sometimes and uh be objective about it. No, yeah. And it's just it's tough too when there's not like for me, it wasn't me that you know, there's other people in the situation. Right. So I have another person who is you know, again, like he's, he's contributing to the situation. Obviously how I respond to the situation is on me, but like I have, I don't have control over the situation. Right. Only, only on how you respond. Yes. It's just constant. Like, Hey, here's this fucked up thing. Respond well. You know, it's just this constant, like everything is this, this fucked up thing and you got to like, okay, all right, and eventually you're just like, what the fuck, you hit man? Your boiling, you hit your, you boil over eventually, man. You're a, you're human. You yeah, know, you can only respond, quote unquote, properly so much. Right. Then eventually you're just like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Like, so this, yeah, this is enough. Yeah, I know. That's kind of had that. That was what I got on Friday. So as enough, Keely and I sat down. I was like, we've got to get to some conclusions on these things like and, and the problem is is it's like I have these three different moving parts you know I've got like my manufacturer I've got the pedals that I got from him that require this specialty tool that I still got to figure out how to sell those things and then I've got my partners over there who had these plans based on this pedal being the future but now my manufacturer's fucked up so this pedal is in doubt so their whole plan's got to fucking change too you know, so it's not like how I, it, if I tweak this, it's going to affect everything else. Right. And so I, I had to, you know, do that mental geometry or whatever. Like I had to figure out like, okay, what is the solution for here is going to create this how's situation this gonna, here. Yeah. How's this going to affect gonna downstream? Affect, yeah, yeah. So I had to make sure that I had all, everything in mind, which again is like, you know, that was one of the reasons it was so stressful because it wasn't a simple solution of like, do this. Cause then it was like, okay, but then I got to take this into account and this into account. And so, yeah, finally we just got it all laid out and we're just like, this is what we're doing. And yeah, part of it was me emailing him and telling him like, one, I've told, I've told this motherfucker to stop. I, 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 when, before I knew there was a problem with the pedals, I had told him, yeah, I'll take another 250 of them. And then like less than a week later, I find out that there is a, uh, a problem with the pedals and especially tool. And I tell him like, man, we've got to get this figured out. Like, don't make any more pedals like this and this guy is just not listening i've told him several times like stop the order don't proceed with the order we have to put the brakes on the order till we get this figured out we still don't have this situation figured out and and he's like just keeps ignoring it and he'll keep emailing me with updates on where this order is and and i'm like dude stop is he the not order. reading your other email stop the order like yeah so i finally i sent him an email on friday it was just like the title was stop the order I was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say motherfucker. Motherfucker, comma. Comma. Oh, I was like, dude, you are, yeah. So I told him, like, man, I can't, like, don't make these pedals. Like, I have to sell the pedals that I have before I can get the cash. Like, I've, I've tried to explain this to him. Like, I'm not, I can't sell these pedals that I have until we find a solution. And he's not helping me find a solution. He's making excuses. And then just proceeding with the order. Like, everything's fine. It's like... This guy's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's like what do you do with a crazy person who you can't is just, rationalize with him? Yeah. yeah, like he's just simply not dealing with reality. He's just ignoring what he doesn't want to deal with. And I'm like, oh fuck. So 
yeah, I was like, man, I you have to stop the order. I don't have the cash. If you tell me I, you're like you're, you're gonna send me pedals, like, I'm gonna tell you I don't have cash. Like stop the fucking order. I've told you this over and over and over and over again, and I'm done. I'm walking away. Like I will let you know when I'm ready to come back to this project and figure out what we're gonna do long term. But like I'm done. Like I, I'm stepping back. So I mean that's pretty much you know, what I had to do. And then I got to tell my UK partners, like, well, here's what we're doing. So now we got to start selling this other pedal again. And, and I had to have a come to Jesus email with them because, you know, they're not following our contract. Like we have a contract and they're, they're doing the shit where it's like, you know, they're, they're just not following it and kind of expecting me to call them out on it. And it's like, what the fuck, man? You know, you guys are supposed to be charging the same price as me. You're supposed to be you know, not doing promotions without me knowing about, like, you guys, you guys can't just have carte blanche with my brand over there. Like, that's why I made a fucking contract was to spell out. And I explained this to you guys in the beginning. So I had to have a fucking come to Jesus email with them. Like, man, like read between the lines. But if you don't start following the contract, like, you know, shit's going to happen. Yeah. That's why there's contract. That's why there's a contract, man. Exactly. And so, yeah. And then I got to get 400 fucking specialty tools made up for the Evos. Cause that's the only right thing to do, man. Yeah. You have to, it's the only right thing to do. And it it blows my mind that this motherfucker that in, in the UK, this manufacturer, like one, he, in one of his emails, he literally said, I find, cause we find out after the fact from some, through the grapevine, some customers and shit that Superstar, the manufacturer who's manufacturing our pedal, they're known in the UK for having shit that requires a specialty tool. Oh. It's just, you know, some, it's, it's not how a big they, thing. It's yeah. how they operate. To him, it's how they operate. Now, you know, and, and he said in his email to me, I find that people enjoy having a special tool for their pedal. I was like, what fucking world do you live in, homie? Like, I can't even, um, like, who have you talked to that has told you that they actually like that? Yeah. Nobody, man. Nobody wants to have Nobody. to buy another tool. No. Like, no. why can't I just use an Allen wrench for right. this, you know, or whatever? Yeah. Or just something I can get. A socket. Yeah, yeah socket. Something I can socket, get man. in these hardware. Yep. And so, he'd, like, he's telling me this. It's like, okay, so th- that's not real. You're making shit up. Like, you don't live in the real world. And he's like, you know, the, the, his deal is, is his pedals are cheap. So, he sells a cheap aluminum rebuildable pedal. If you get a cheap, you know, you're saving like $30, $40 off, off, over a comparable pedal, you'll deal with a specialty tool. Right. You'll just deal with it. Or you'll throw them away and you'll fucking buy another pair. Right. So and he's, he's like, dude, I only get like one out of 25 people who even read, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you're so fucking clueless. I don't even know how to do business with you because we live in two different worlds. Like the way that you see the world and, and the way that that has you engage with and treat customers is completely different than the way that I see the world and engage with and treat customers. Like to me, if I'm going to have a pedal that needs a specialty tool, I should send the specialty tool out. Yep. Send it out with the pedal. Like here you go. Here you go. Yeah. You're going to need this. So here you go. Yep. Like it's part of the the pedal. Like you shouldn't have to find out when you go to grease your axles and find out like, oh, I can't get these things off. And now I got to go buy a tool or wait to get it sent or whatever. And it's like, Oh my God. I'm like, what world? So that right there, it's like, how do you, how do you deal with someone? Like, like, like there's so many red flags. Like this guy is not live in reality. He's ignoring emails. I send him. He is, thinks that people like having a specialty tool. Like it's fucking dude. Who, what, what do I do with this? So anyways, yeah, you can see, man, like you get worked up talking about it. Dude, it's been like two months of dealing with this between him screwing up the order and ordering the wrong blanks. And then this whole scene with the specialty tool, it has literally been two months of him creating problems, disappearing and not responding to emails and then coming back with emails where he completely ignores things that I said. And his entire energy is simply spent on deflecting why things aren't his fault and you know making excuses and saying like well your concerns aren't valid like we're just going to move forward without addressing them okay wait a second (laughs) yeah two months of this man with like tens of thousands of dollars you know in 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 play also yeah exactly this is like merchandise and i got these blanks that i ordered from him you know got six grand worth of blanks that he's he's getting some you know it's like i'd rather not just eat that and walk away from it but man at this point I'm ready to do it. Like, I can't keep dealing with this guy. Like, he's... The, the stress that he causes me is 
not worth six grand. No. I would pay six grand to fucking to not, not have to deal, deal with this. Yeah. If you told me I had to deal with this person or pay six grand, I'd be like, fuck, here six. you go. Take the six. <laughs> That's so, fucked up. I know. Yeah. It is fucked up. So, and then it makes me miss fucking training because my stress. Your stress. You know, and that makes me even more mad. And that adds to my stress. <laughs> and then you're stressed because you're stressed. And like, then you're stressed because you're not training. But you're not, but you're not training because you're stressed. You're training. Ah. So, yeah. there we go. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Definitely get it. Yeah. As the world turns, shit happens. It so, does. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm past that. So I'm moving forward with my riding for a lifetime camp with the bike James. It was fun. I had this epiphany this morning. I was reading this book, uh, Never Split the Difference. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they were talking about, you know, it's a very pretty well-known psychological phenomenon. I think I read that a long time ago. Yeah. I think I can go back and read it. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, but it, just the thing where, in it he mentions, and I've read it elsewhere, like I said, it's a pretty well-documented thing that people will work harder to avert a loss than they will to get an equal gain. Yeah. So if I told you, do this, or I'm going to take $100 away from you, and then I told you, do this, and you can earn $100, like, they've done all these studies that show that people are will work harder to avoid losing the $100 than they will to gain the $100. Right. And so I was thinking about like, man, why did that riding for a lifetime camp that I put out there and just that, if you think about it, why did we drive nine hours through the desert to go to a, a training for a lifetime camp with Steve Maxwell? I, you know, I wouldn't have gone to like a improve your jujitsu camp, right? It was like, cause that is averting loss, right? Training for a lifetime, riding for a lifetime, like that is averting a loss. Whereas like me trying to sell you a program that's going to improve your performance, I'm trying to sell you a game. And people are just way less motivated to work hard and gain something. But if I tell you like, hey, I can help you keep from losing what you have and seeing your performance decline as you get older and keep doing this for longer at the same level, all of a sudden people are like, fuck yeah, drop, I yeah. want that. You know, speaking of that, dude, I found a good article. I'm stealing your bro science section. Yeah. Actually, pulled up on my phone. Hopefully we don't have to use the backup recording because I got it in my hand right now. And it's going to sound all fucked up. But I found a good study talking about resistance training and Alzheimer's. And they, uh, So where are we at? Where are we at? Um, it was done in uh, the University of Sydney. So some crazy Australians. But they found that... Uh, Six months of strength training helps protect the area in your brain that's vulnerable to Alzheimer's. That they, they can put you in MRI, detect mm-hmm. the deterioration of that portion. And it's what they did. They let's see, uh they had these they had these old people train train for six months and then they followed up with them their usual activity for like twelve months after, and they still had residual benefits twelve months after from that six months of strength training. And it was not only strength training, like they, uh, they, they had them lift weights, resistance training, and then they had them doing like some brain games, so to speak, type thing. And they had them doing it at the same time. And then they, then they tracked them over the next year and they had significant improve, improve, well, let's not say improvements. They had, uh, helped them prevent loss or deterioration in that area yeah. of the brain that, that's linked to Alzheimer's. Yeah. And I, th- I thought that was really interesting because... If you think about jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is resistance training and problem solving. Yeah. It checks both those boxes. Fuck yeah. You're trying to solve problems and not get strangled. You know, you're pushing and pulling and you're trying to solve problems. Like, it checks both those boxes. So hopefully us doing jiu-jitsu staves off Alzheimer's. Yeah. But it's really interesting. And there's it, it a new, newer study. Like, the article came out, I think, just in February of this year. This guy summed it up. The message is clear. Resistance exercise needs to become a standard part of dementia risk reduction strategies. Dementia risk reduction. reduction. But you know what's funny though? Our medical system is set up the exact opposite. What do you like, mean? We're not set up to avert loss. We're set up to try to help you gain back after you've already lost something. Right. You know, like that's, you know, it's not about averting dementia. It's about treating dementia once you get it. Once you get it. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's obviously the shift over the, the years has changed some, you know, but that is still, when you look at our medical system, and that is one of the um, criticisms of it, is 
it's set up to deal with disease after it happens, not necessarily keep people from getting disease in the first place. Yep. And so, yeah, but that's... Uh, but at least, you know, studies like that come out. So hopefully it trends things in a good direction. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I like to bring it up because we got older people in our lives. You know, my, my dad likes lifting weights and he's getting, he talks my mom into it fairly. And she's, she gets on board one, you know, and stays on track for a while and yeah. she'll kind of get off, but she's been back on track lately and it makes me happy. You yeah. Know, she's down there lifting weights with my dad, whatever they're doing. But yeah, it's good. It's good. For yeah. Me. You got to get like, and it goes back to what you were talking about, you know, maintaining that muscle mass. Or maintain it or trying to slow down the loss of it. Yeah. yeah. But not only good for your body, but it's good for your brain. It is, man. I mean, it just, it makes sense. Yeah, this is my total, like, bro pseudoscience nonsense. Yes. But, I mean, it could make sense that if you're not, your brain, yeah, how to put it, like, your brain is monitoring what's going on. It knows your physical condition. And so, like, if your physical condition gets to a certain point, you know, like, you're, you, you got to signal your brain, like, man, I need you to stay healthy. Like, tension. Like, life is tension. Right. Right? And so, you know, strength training or muscle, whatever it is, it's, uh, it's about, you know, creating high tension in the body so that the fucking, you're, you're, you're signaling the brain, man, I'm still active. I'm still useful. I'm still doing shit. And so, like, the body, it shuts itself down when it starts to, you know, you reach the end of your fucking useful cycle. Right. And so that's the whole thing. The longer that you can push your useful cycle out, the longer until the deterioration and all that shit. And so, you know, it just makes sense. Like, yeah, strength training should help with dementia. Because if you're doing nothing, if you're just, like, living the dream that, that so many old people were sold in their youth, which is, you know, man, you're going to work for a company, you're going to get a pension, you're going to retire. And guess what you get to do when you retire? Sit around doing nothing. nothing. That's the American dream is sitting around doing nothing, being lazy as fuck. And so like, that's what they were sold, that that's what you want to do. And so you have all these old people that just don't value, uh, like it's the opposite. Like the more they're having to work and the more they're having to move, it's almost like the, the worse I did early on. Right. Right? Like, if I had done things right early on, I wouldn't have to be still so physically active doing shit. And, and yeah, it's uh, it makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, you just got to keep tricking your brain into thinking that you, it, like, it needs to stay active and around because as soon as it thinks that, man, I got, I'm not serving a role here, like, it's going to start shutting down. Yep. And so, and that's, yeah, like I said, like jujitsu is a great way to do that, which is, yeah, the strength training and the mental training, like it's telling the brain, man, I'm, I still need you. I'm still doing shit. Dude, I, I work with a guy and I give him a hard time all the time. He's a good dude. I, I always call him old man, but he's, dude, he's going to be 70 this year. Wow. He's out there doing the same job I am and he doesn't need to. Like he's retired military. Yeah. He's a, he, he, he makes plenty of money from his military benefits. Like he... He could live on that. He doesn't live a lavish lifestyle. He's not one of those guys that has a bunch of toys and stuff. Yeah. He just, he and he just does the job because it keeps him active and he enjoys doing it. Yeah. You know he's outside getting exercise for a lot of the same reasons. You know I don't mind it. You know he's outside getting exercise, just doing his thing, and yeah, he's gonna be seventy this year. He still gets around good. You know and just yeah. doing it. And he's he and he recognizes it. He's like, yeah. What am I gonna do? Sit around all day? Yeah. Spend my money? You know what I mean? Like. It's like becoming cliche. Yeah, you know? so it's it's cool. I like I'm pumped whenever I see him. Like, he's he's there at work, just plugging away. I'm like, what's up, old man? And you're milking it again today because he doesn't need to work. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, you're just in here milking it. I was like, you could be sucking off all that free government money, and you're just in here stealing money from us. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a good dude, but yeah, seventy years old and still getting around good, man. Yeah, so, like you said, he recognized it. Yep. It's like he's staying active, man. It's yeah. And that's another. I would say that along with handling stress well like being active and is probably one of those common threads you find among centenarians or whatever like they continue to be active and continue to be useful to themselves and their communities and in some way so yeah you can't separate that shit from from all that so we need it we do we need it so move people yes stay moving stay moving that's why you can't quit jujitsu that's not even an option. No. Not in my world. Speaking of which, on a little side note, I let Shiloh quit track. 
Did you? Yeah. Really? Yep. She didn't want to do it, huh? I'm kind of surprised at that. I thought she was kind of digging it. No, I mean, she likes running. Uh-huh. But, you know, track's different. Racing and running are two different two things. Two different things. Two different things. What about cross? Wasn't she playing with cross country for a minute? A little bit. But, yeah. we. She just... That was where she went out and they were, like, having her run in, like, 102 degree heat. And it was like, like, yo, man, like, this is not necessarily safe. Like... The reason oh, I pulled her right. across country, I've picked her up a couple times when I could, I, it was fucking visually obvious that there was some heat distress going on. Uh-huh. And like the coaches were just like oblivious to it. It, it was, it was a little fucking irresponsible yeah. on their end, you know, like, so I, I pulled it because I felt it was a dangerous situation. Like I literally felt like this is a dangerous situation for her to be in. Like, you know, yes, she needs better conditioning. But she hasn't been out, like, that's the thing, like, you know, she, she hasn't been out running these distances in 102 degree heat, you know, she doesn't have to, she's been getting up in the morning and running, and, and so there was just, there's obviously a conditioning effect that needs to happen, but to not have some sort of, I don't know, like I said, it's, it was, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I let her quit that, but, and then, uh, you know, the track, and Fruita, the problem with Fruita is it's it's a way too big of a school. Mm-hmm. So, man, she said something like 140 kids go out for track. Oh. Yeah. So, again, you're just lost in the crowd. You're just a fucking number. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really know anyone. So, all the people that did track last year that she knew were doing some other sport this year. And so, she's like, she literally knew nobody on the team. And it's... It just wasn't fun. It just wasn't fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, all right, why am I having her do this? Like, what is going on here? And because my instinct is like, she needs to see it through. You know, you need to do it. You need to do it. And I'm like, you know, why? What's what am I doing here? Because she's been doing really good with so many other things. Like she's doing jujitsu and doing really well with her workouts, and she's going and running, and she's, you know, what I mean, like she's been doing great in so many other areas that. Like, the purpose of track used to be, okay, look, you need some discipline. You need to work on these things because you're not doing anything on your own necessarily. And then a little socializing as well. But it's like, okay, well, now she's socializing. She's got friends. She's going to classes at school. You know, she's doing really well with these other areas. So, like, it really kind of boils down to, like, the only reason she's doing it is because I'm making her do it. Right. And, like, what? Like, why? Why am I just making her do it? So... I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're doing really good. So I don't, it doesn't make sense for me to throw something, like you're doing so good right now. Let's punish you. Yeah, let's punish you. Let's <laughs> make you do something you really don't want to do. Let's punish you for doing good. Yeah, for, for no reason. Like this this isn't, it's not like, it's not even like, again, I love her to death, but she's. it's not like she stepped on the track and was like, oh, you're a natural talent and you have a chance to maybe like go somewhere with this. Right. And so you really kind of owe it to yourself, like to see where you could go with this. You know, kind of like her art is. Right. You know, it's like you owe it to yourself to see where you can go with this talent. Um, there's something to be said for pushing a kid if that if is that's the, case, the case. But those are few and far between. Yeah, those few and far those between. Those are so few and far between. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's like, all right, man, you're getting these lessons, you're getting everything else. So, what's the point of this? So, yeah, I just. That makes sense. Yeah. So, there you go. Water quit. Sometimes knowing when to quit something is just as important as knowing mm. when to not quit. It is. I mean, I've quit lots of shit in my life, man. Yeah, yeah I've tried and quit a lot of shit. Yeah. A ton, ton of shit. A ton, yeah. You got to try stuff. And that's what part of growing up is. Try things. And then you just go out there and keep trying things. You'll, you'll find something you really like. Yeah. That's right. And then, except for jujitsu. You got to do jujitsu. Yeah, you can't quit that. That's I, I rolled with her. I rolled with her yesterday. Yeah. She's doing pretty good. She is, man. She got me an arm bar a couple times. You know, it's when she, when she thinks, there's like... She knows what to do, and when she thinks about it, she does really well. But there's so much when she's just like, just grabbing and moving, and it's just like she doesn't really have. She's not her her mind isn't necessarily focused on like what am I trying to do. It's just moving, 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 and she's doing way better. And that's what we're working with her on. But it's kind of it's funny to see that because you know she'll just be moving. I'm like the hell are you doing? And she'd be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, then do blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. And then it's like, whoa, okay, that, that's blah, blah, blah. All right. <laughs> like, you know, like she's, she what? yeah, so it's funny, man, seeing that uh, the, when the mind switches on and you do what you know, 
like, oh, jujitsu works. You're not just doing stuff to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's uh, that's good. I think it helps her see like the flashes. It's like me drawing Snorlax. It's like you too can do jujitsu if you know the steps, right? So I'm not the greatest artist, but if I know the steps, I can draw Snorlax. That's good. So remember when I was a kid, I loved Garfield, the Garfield cartoon mm-hmm. books and the comics as a kid. And I was on that kick for a long time drawing Garfield. I got pretty mm. good at drawing all the Garfield characters. Oh, right on, yeah. I forget the artist who does Garfield. Damn it, what's his name? It's right on the tip of my tongue. But anyways. It's right yeah. Right. But yeah, because he's got a certain style. Right. You know, and how he draws all his characters. Yeah, yeah, I got pretty good at it. At least in my mind, I thought I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I'm sure it's pretty good. You practice at something. It's hard to not get good at something. You gotta, if you practice something enough and you're trying to get better at it, you know what I mean? Like, you, I want to draw better. I want to draw better. And I want to draw better. Like, if, if that's, it, it's, I don't know. There Obviously, there's ways to speed it up. But, like, that's what the human brain, like, you give it that problem, it will figure it out. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference between just, like, mindlessly doing shit. If you just, like, keep doing the same shit every day. So, it's not, you know, time, spending time doing something isn't necessarily going to get you better. It's, like, having that specific goal with that time. It's going to help get you better. Yep. So I guess you can waste that time. Just keep doing the same thing over you and just, over. Yeah, just keep doing the same dumb shit over and over. Yeah. People do that quite a bit. Yeah, I do that quite a bit. It's the difference between 10 years experience and the same one year, 10 years in a row. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do, man. They have the same one year repeated over and over and over again. And then 10 years down the road, it's like, it's like man, you haven't really learned anything. You know, you haven't like... You're just doing the same shit. It's just shit. the same shit over and over. Like, you don't really have 10 years of experience that you can use now to fucking be better it's like yeah but anyways anyways so what i was gonna say that might be a good spot to end it dude we're an hour in are we i gotta go home and eat i gotta record again and train again so if you don't mind no no man no might call good i had a i had one thing i'll throw out and then we can discuss it later okay but i think we're teaching arm bars wrong arm bars from out okay so, we'll have, to discuss, we'll have to discuss that. Yeah. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah. You're usually pretty decent. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll check it out. So, sounds good, man. Sweet, cool. Okay. All right, see, see you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!